The scripture lesson this morning comes from Luke's Gospel, the 19th chapter, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small of stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried, he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood, said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. This is one of the coolest stories in the Bible. It is by far one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible. There's something about this story that resonates very deeply within me. I can remember my grandma when I was really little singing this song about the story of Zacchaeus and the wee little man climbing up into the tree. He wanted to see the Lord. The Lord was going to pass by that way. When He did, He called Zacchaeus out. said, Zacchaeus, I've come into your house today. There's so much grace going on in this story. I think my Nana sung me this song when I was little just as she sang to all of her grandbabies when we were little because she understood that we're not perfect. We really are not perfect. We mess up. But the grace of God is far more perfect than anything we can do to go against God. She wanted to make sure that even as babies, we were understanding that sin is very real. It is a very real problem in our lives. And it's going to continue to be there. But there's something far more real, far more perfect. And that is God's grace. My Nana didn't waste any time teaching me and my brothers and my cousins that when we mess up, it's okay to go look for Jesus. He's already looking for each one of us. When He does find us, He's going to tell us to climb down out of that tree. But He wants to spend some time with us. I'm sure all of y'all have heard this story of Zacchaeus, right? This is one that we hear from the time that we're very, very, very small. When we're young, we start hearing this in Sunday school and in church and even outside of church a lot of times. This one's everywhere. Zacchaeus climbed up in that tree. Why did he climb up in the tree? Why did he climb in the tree? So he could say he was short, right? Yeah, the Bible tells us that. He was small of stature. He climbed up in the tree. What if I told you that may not have been the whole story? What if I told you there may be another reason that he climbed up into that tree? Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. We know that. That's right there in the Bible. But we also know that Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. He was the head man at the IRS, and he was crooked. Very, very crooked. Everybody knew that Zacchaeus was ripping them off. There was a lot of that going on with these tax collectors. You see, tax collectors were in charge of getting the money from the people for the Roman Empire. And to be honest, Rome didn't care if those tax collectors added on another little tax on top of that to put into their own wallets as long as Rome got whatever it was that they were asking for. The tax collectors would often cheat the general public out of whatever money they could get from the public. It was kind of like a bully shaking down a bunch of kids on the playground for their lunch money. 
there was no shame among these tax collectors. All of them knew what they were doing wasn't right, but they didn't really care. Nobody could stop them. It was working out just fine for them. They were getting rich. Being rich was a good thing. It brought power, prestige. Climbed them up the social ladder even if nobody wanted to be around them. Zacchaeus was no different. He was a regular run-of-the-mill tax collector. He was a tool of the Roman Empire to make them more money. And if he wanted to skim some off the top, Rome was fine with that. Over time, Zacchaeus started to get this nagging feeling going on inside of himself. Nobody seemed to like him anymore. All of the friends that he used to have, they just didn't want to look at him anymore, let alone spend any time with him. And he started to feel increasingly guilty as the days went by. He was making all sorts of money. But those taxes were heavy enough without him adding his own tax on top of it for the people. Zacchaeus was eating well, but he was taking food off of everyone else's table. Zacchaeus wasn't quite ready to give up his ways, but he was starting to be open to the idea of maybe finding another path. Doing this thing that gave him power and wealth in the community had cost him every relationship that he had. It was getting to the point that even Zacchaeus didn't like himself. Sin has a way of doing that to each one of us. Sin is that thing that separates us from God. It drives a wedge between us and God. We do it. God doesn't. But it's also that thing that drives a wedge between us and everyone around us. It breaks down those relationships. It may happen all at once. Or it may be one little sin at a time, stacking up on another sin until those relationships that we look around and see, are, they're just broken everywhere. The Bible tells us that Zacchaeus was short in stature. So he climbed up into that tree to see Jesus. And I figure that his self-esteem and his spiritual life might have been even, physical, been even shorter than his physical height that day. I think that this is why he climbed up into that tree. Yeah, maybe it was so he could see Jesus. But maybe Zacchaeus wanted to get into a position to where he could see Jesus, but maybe Jesus wouldn't notice him. He felt that by getting up into that tree, he'd have a better view of Jesus, but if he was lucky, maybe the leaves on that tree would hide him up there. Maybe when Jesus came walking by, he wouldn't notice Zacchaeus listening quietly. I can't tell you how many times in my life I have been Zacchaeus at this point up in the tree. I felt bad about whatever it was that I had been doing or whatever it was that I had not been doing that I knew I should have been doing. And I knew that I needed to change, but I just wasn't quite ready to make that change wholeheartedly yet. I knew that the sin that I had been committing was breaking my relationship with God. And if it wasn't breaking my relationship with God directly, it was breaking my relationship with those people around me. But I just wasn't ready to completely give it up. Why do we cling on to whatever it is that we know is hurting our relationship with God? Why would we do that? God made us. God's everywhere. We know from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden that when Adam and Eve are hiding, God already knows where they are, but He says, where are you? He knows everything. He is our God, but we try to cling on to those things that separate us from God. Do we do it because it's familiar? Do we do it because we're afraid that if we give it up, Life might not be as comfortable. Do we keep hanging on to that thing that's keeping us apart from each other because we're afraid to let it go because of pride? Is pride keeping us from letting go of that thing that we know is hurting our relationship with God? 
That sin that we hang on to, that sin's what's driving us up into the trees. There's something else that seemed to be driving Zacchaeus up in the tree that day. There's something that drove Zacchaeus to want to hear Jesus and see Jesus. It was the grace of God. You know, sin was driving him up in the tree, but there was also that little seed of faith that had been planted in Zacchaeus before he ever was that caused him to realize something wasn't quite right and that he needed to turn to God. See, we believe that God's grace is given to us freely. There's nothing we can do to earn it, and there's nothing we can do to have God take that grace away from us. It's there before we ever were. That's why when in the Methodist church we have infants that get baptized, that's why we do it as a, an infant. There's nothing that an infant can do for himself or herself. There's nothing an infant can do to earn God's grace. And so we do that as a sign that there's nothing any of us can do to earn God's grace. That's that provenient grace. It's the grace that allows us to start turning toward God from the time that we're born. It's the grace that works in us from the time that we're born that whispers into our souls that we are beloved children of God. Each and every one of us, no matter what we do, we are beloved children of God. He loves us. And the more Zacchaeus sinned, the more he took advantage of God's people, the more he drove that wedge into that relationship that he had with his God. But the more he sinned, the louder God's grace whispered into his soul. I love you, Zacchaeus. Love my people. I don't take anything from you. Why are you taking from my people? Is what you're doing really providing any sense of fulfillment in your life? If not, maybe it's time that you turn to me. The more that grace whispered into his soul, the more Zacchaeus felt the need to see the Christ. He needed to hear the words coming from the mouth of Jesus, but he was still afraid of letting Jesus see him. So the more he sinned, the more he felt the need to go up into the tree, and the more he sinned, the more he felt like he needed God. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. He wanted that encounter with the Son of God, but he wanted to have that encounter from a distance. He didn't want to just go running right up to Jesus. Because if he ran right up to Jesus, Jesus might notice him, and that might require some sort of change. Have you ever thought about the times in your life that you knew you needed God, but you just did not feel worthy to be in God's presence? Have you ever been there before? It didn't matter what you did to try to get clean in God's presence. You just still felt dirty and unworthy. You've been going along through your life. You know you haven't been doing what God has been calling you to do. You kept on doing it anyway. We tell ourselves all sorts of excuses to get ourselves into this position. The one that I tend to tell myself all the time is there's always tomorrow. I'll change tomorrow. I'll really wholeheartedly jump in and do what God's calling me to do tomorrow. And then the next day, and then the next day. And before I know it, it gets pushed off indefinitely. And then I'm wrapped up all in a web of sinful mess. And it seems like I'm stuck to that sinful mess by a big pile of guilt and shame, self-pity. All because it just didn't have to be that way. But because of the decisions that I made, there I am. I was hard-headed, prideful. I think we all are at times. 
Then the moment comes when I decide it's time to make a change and I try to do it. But I try to do it in a way that maybe God won't notice me making that change. It's almost like I imagine that if I make that change and God's looking another direction, when He happens to turn back and look at me, He'll see that I'm already doing what I should have been doing to start with and not make a big deal out of it. It won't be a big issue. I'll just get the train back on the tracks and keep moving along. But life doesn't work that way. And life in a relationship with God especially doesn't work that way. We see in the story that no matter how hard we try to have that encounter with God at a distance, God knows when we're turning toward Him. God knows when we finally made that decision in our hearts to wholeheartedly turn ourselves toward God. And He starts running toward us. He knows we're up in that tree. He looks up there. And He calls us out by name. He says, come on down. Come on down. He knew we were there before we ever said a word. God knows everything we've done. He knows everything we've not done. He knew that Zacchaeus had been taking advantage of all of those people in that community. He knew all the damage Zacchaeus had done. He knew that Zacchaeus also felt sorry for everything he had done. He knew that the shame and the guilt were eating him up inside and he was ready for a change. He knew that at that moment, Zacchaeus was ready. So when Jesus told him to come down out of that tree that he was coming to stay at his house, Zacchaeus couldn't get down out of that tree fast enough. Nobody in town liked Zacchaeus. Nobody in town liked Zacchaeus. But this man who was so popular with all of the crowds, this man that all of the crowds had been following, wanted to call Zacchaeus out and go spend some time with him one-on-one. He loved him. He showed him that he loved him when nobody else would. Folks, sin causes a lot of problems for us in our lives. It breaks down relationships. It causes heartache and pain. It creates worry and guilt and shame. But the beautiful thing that comes from sin is that it allows God's grace to shine even brighter to those who are all around us. We see all of the crowd watching this entire exchange between Zacchaeus and Jesus. They don't understand it. They can't understand why Jesus would go eat in the house of a sinner. They know how bad Zacchaeus had been. Why would Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, the one who is the Holy One, want to spend time with someone who was not holy at all? The crowd may not have seen how beautiful this grace that called Zacchaeus out of the tree and into the presence of the Messiah was. But to the one to whom grace has been given, there's nothing more beautiful. There's nothing more life-changing. Immediately we see Zacchaeus' demeanor change. We see that his life has changed. He confesses that he has cheated people. He said, Jesus, if I've defrauded anyone, I'll pay them back four times what I took from them. And not only that, that greed that I had in my heart, half of everything I have, I'm giving to the poor. An immediate change. This isn't just a one-time event. This is a turning around and turning to God. That's the way God's grace works. He can transform something as harmful as sin into a holy blessing if we are able to put away our pride and kneel before our Savior. This confession in the presence of God gets transformed into a new mission to bless other people. We can do everything we want to experience Jesus from a tree, hoping that maybe He won't see us, hoping that maybe we can learn a little bit, but it won't require us to do a whole lot. We can stay in that tree as long as we want to. But sooner or later, 
we'll find ourselves in the presence of Jesus Christ. And we'll find that He calls us by name. And He looks up in that tree and our eyes meet. And He says, why don't you come down? Why don't you come down? Let's spend some time together. See, it doesn't matter what put us up in that tree to begin with. It could be a big sin. It could be a bunch of little sins. It could even be the sin of just sitting in the tree and trying to watch Jesus from afar and not get our hands dirty. It really doesn't matter what put us in that tree. We're all up in that tree at some point in our lives. But not one of those reasons that put us up in that tree is stronger than God's grace that calls us out of it. The question is, how are you going to respond when you hear the voice of Jesus telling you to come down? Will you keep sitting on that branch and just say, maybe tomorrow, Jesus? I'm not quite ready yet. Maybe tomorrow. Or will you come down as quickly as Zacchaeus did and receive Him joyfully? His grace, that provenient grace, the grace that goes before us, the grace that calls to us into His loving arms. It's always there. Always. So don't waste another moment sitting in the tree thinking you're not worthy to be in the presence of God. Because if that's the way you're feeling, Let this story tell you that God wants you in His presence. God wants to spend some time with you. So why don't you come down out of that tree and let Him?